0: Hello, team, and welcome to week 44 of Weekly Finds. In this week, we have content from Casey Winters, Lenny Rachitsky, Dan Hockenmeyer, and Bill Slavsky. Let's do this. One. One of the people who had the biggest impact on me and how I think about growth and SEO is certainly Casey Winters. And yeah, I admit that this episode is pretty Casey heavy. So. It is what it is. Anyway, all joking aside, he wrote one really cool article and gave an interview to First Round Review about the idea of building scalable content loops. The idea of scalable content loops is to basically make an inventory visible in search engines, get users to share the content, tweak your onboarding based on the quality of traffic you get through that loop, and then add a bit of friction to drive signups. So in a nutshell, it's all about scaling content for aggregators or marketplaces, and it's very close to what I call inventory-driven sites or business models. So Casey lays that all out really well, explains how it fits into the framework of growth, and then also talks a little bit about his experience at Grubhub. And what was really surprising to me is that at Grubhub they invested very specifically into link building. So it might be a bit of a fallacy to think that marketplaces are so big and, and the brands are so impactful that they don't need to do any link building. So for me, it was really reassuring to know that even brands like Grubhub invest in link building. Two, the second Casey article for this week is called Sequencing Business Models, the Types of Marketplaces. It's about the idea that sometimes companies go from a SaaS business model to a marketplace. And along that transition, they fall into one out of five buckets, depending on how marketplacey they still are. They're basically light marketplaces or fully integrated marketplaces. And Casey points out a couple of really cool examples of such lightly or fully integrated marketplaces, and also points out how different vectors like customer support, fees, demand-side branding, or value propositions, change based on what bucket a company falls in. The key takeaway for me here was that as companies move along the spectrum from SaaS to marketplace, they also change from supply side value props to demand side value props. So basically over time, the whole definition of what value the brand or company provides fundamentally changes. And there's some really good examples. The one that comes to mind for me predominantly is how Zoom now goes from being an app to a marketplace by providing integrations and zaps. Three. Even though the third article for this week is not from Casey Winters, he is mentioned in the article, so we can't really get rid of him. This one is actually written by Dan Hockenmeyer and Lenny Richitsky, and basically a playbook for customer acquisition for consumer startups. And there's a lot to unpack, it's a really long article, so I'm trying to distill it down to the key points here. So first of all, most startups grow on three basic channels according to this article, which are performance marketing, SEO, or virality. Quick side note, I recently wrote an article stating that there are four big channels and I also included sales in that channel, so you know, take it with a bit of grain of salt. But coming back to the article, in essence, to find a viable growth channel, companies need to validate, commit, and then become world-class at it. So first of all, when it comes to validating a channel, there are either experiments or natural fits for certain business models. So for example, if your business model is a natural fit for performance marketing, usually customers aren't looking for your product um, or you sell it to them directly. So you have to create a bit of demand and push your content to customers. The natural fit between your business model and reality would be that the product gets better with more users and the product is fun to share. And then lastly, the natural fit between a business model and SEO would be that you have a lot of user-generated content and or you have a lot of unique data. So to me, this perspective and filter through different business models and their natural fit was the key takeaway from this long article. And then the last article, which was a really hard pivot from growth to technical SEO. It's a piece written by Bill Slavsky about featured snippets and how context relates to them. However, I think that there's a lot to be learned about Google's passage ranking. So if you've paid attention, Google has recently announced that they are going to rank specific passages that fit better to users' queries. And of course, now everybody thinks about how will they do that? What will that look like? And what's it gonna be? Now, again, this article relates specifically to featured snippets, but there are a couple of takeaways that we could potentially transfer over to um, passage ranking as well. So the first one that set out to me is that the text or content before a passage can impact the relevance of the passage itself. So Google takes all of the content on the page into account when assessing a specific passage. And then the second point was that the patent also hints at headings potentially gaining a bit more importance. So in the patent, it is specifically mentioned that headings help Google or a search engine evaluate the relevance of a passage to a certain question. So the key takeaway for me here is that Google, first of all, might be using query independent signals to rank passages and that could be links, speed or overall content. And second, that headings might become more important in the future because they provide context for passages. And that's it again for this week. I apologize for the poor sound quality this and last week. I was actually visiting my family in Germany, so I only had a level-ear mic and couldn't provide the quality I wanted, but I also didn't want to leave you hanging. So on Saturday, I'm flying back to the US and you will get the typical sound quality from then on. I wish you all the best and stay healthy.